Welcome back, y'all, to episode 52 of Bitches Love Brunch. This is Courtney. And this is Kiana. And we are glad to be back. Um, hey, y'all. Hey. On this episode, we are kicking off with passing the mimosa. So I'm going to share with y'all and let you know that not much has changed right now. I am drinking water. <laughs> Aquafina. <laughs> like, I couldn't even get cute for this for this episode. So this is where we're at today. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. What are you drinking, Kiana? You know, I just have a little bit of Cabernet. Just a little bit, not a lot, but just to take the edge off. It's been a day. It's been a long day. Okay. I actually just stopped working right before you called, so I haven't had a break. Mm-hmm. So this is my break from when I just got off work. So I just got off work, and I'm on wine day. Okay. As my colleague would say, just you just need to drink off the day real quick. <laughs> not drink off the whole day. Yeah, I think you have to drink the cover of the day. You and said what? On the, I said, how much do you have to drink to cover the day? And depending on the kind of day, I feel like that increases the amount that you drink. It could, but that saying is meant to be like, no, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be here long. I just need, you know, I just need to drink off the day real quick. Wet my palate. <laughs> just a little taste. It's like wash it off. Yeah, just wash it a little off. Little wrench. Little wrench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, shout out to the Cabernet. Do you know um, the name of it? The... The bottle? I don't. The bottle is downstairs. Okay. Yeah, the bottle is downstairs. But I can come back for that if y'all really want um, Cabernet recommendations. I was curious. I, I am not you. much of a, a Cabernet uh, drinker. I'm also not. Like, if I drink a wine, it's definitely going to be a sweet wine. But I was going to say, me. I thought you were a sweet person. Yeah, it's definitely going to be sweet. Sweet um, white or sweet red? Either. She's open, y'all. She's open. I'm just trying to get y'all the the keys right Mm -hmm, now. mm -hmm. Whoever's listening. But if you know me, it's going to be a bourbon or whiskey. So. Well, there you have it. So there's that. She likes it all. (laughs) There is that. All right. Well, Kiana, (laughs) I'm going to put this on you. Kiana had a conversation. I did with myself. With yourself, was I it with did. yourself? I was a conversation with myself, huh? I said, was it with yourself though? But I'm not even going to try to remember that. So continue on. Yes, <laughs> I'm lost here. Wait, so we're it was, it catching me up to where you were sending me to because I think I went too far. Okay, so take me where that's you were going. fine. That's fine. We're gonna go back. And we're going to share a good word based off of the conversation that you had with yourself. I got you. That's true. That's true. So, y'all, I have a good word. (laughs) I have a good word for you. So, the good word goes as such to set off the conversation that I truly did have with myself. So, the quote goes, there are still many causes worth sacrificing for. So much history yet to be made by none other than the Michelle Obama. Girl of the South Side. Of Chicago. Of Chicago. They know. They know. You gotta be clear. You gotta be clear. They act like they don't. And listen, if I'm not clear, you don't know. You better go learn something. Like my grandfather used to say, words are only good if they are understood. 
So we just gotta be clear. <laughs> That's Listen, it. Child. And half the That's time it. that still don't work. Sometimes. So yeah, so the conversation I had with myself, I was on Facebook, as you know, I've spent a great deal of time in the wonderful state of Tennessee. You know, Tennessee comes with a lot of colorful things. Right. To say the least. And so um, I was watching one of my Facebook friends. No, I said Facebook friend, not real friend, Facebook friend. Those are two different things. Facebook friend um, chat about their political views. And I know this person. I've had personal experiences with this person. And I'm not one of those people who subscribe to just because I have this experience with you, that means that you hold true to everybody that looks like me, breathes like me, or who represents the groups that I do. Um, I'm not special. I'm not an anomaly. You should treat us all the same. And so with that being said, I was like, you treat me well. I get that. I get that. And I appreciate that one in my face. However, your character shows that you probably really don't rock with me or the people who look or feel or experience life in the way that I have or can't even try to empathize with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, I was torn. So because of her political views or because of their political views, not even just going to say her, um, can that be associated with the character of a person? Because I think historically, you can have a Republican but still be somewhat of a decent person. But now it begs the question, who are you? So that was the conversation I was having with myself. Like, do I really trust homegirl? Or I don't know if you follow us. So the question is, can your political views be a testament to your character? Correct. Okay. Um, I think that is a fair and timely. And by timely, I mean probably the last eight years, eight to 12 years. Like, Mm um, it's a timely question. It's a timely topic. And so you asking me, you want me to go first? (laughs) Yeah, girl. I want to know what you think. I'm already talking to me. I need to talk to somebody else about this. (laughs) So you might've been ready to give your, you know, give your, um, your thoughts. So for me, I would say in this day and age, uh, I would say yes. If you would have asked me 12 years ago, even four years ago, I think there was a time and a space where you could associate with a, a particular party and not necessarily have your character be in question. So like, if you think about um, if you think about the President Obamas and like the John McCain's, right? Right. They disagreed, of course. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's going to be perfect, but you could tell that there was a level of respect there. Even if, let's say, let's say they really did not like each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there was there's, there was a level of respect there that regardless of our opposition, I'm going to still respect you as a person. Right. Now, I feel like for some, not for all, but for some, your political, your political beliefs, I won't even say your political affiliation, but your political beliefs 
um, can be a direct reflection of your character and the way that they are being displayed now. Because it's more than it's more than just a political party, um, and it's more than mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like it's not yeah. it's not just that anymore. It's not just Republican, Democrat, you know, independent, whatever. Like it's more than that. When when you are doing things and putting policies in place um, that are truly at the detriment of other people, just because they don't look like you or they don't mm-hmm. operate like you. Um, then yes, I question your character. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And right now, just, just go ahead and, you know, making it very clear. Like if you voted for Trump, I question your character. Right. Okay. Period. Um, but I don't think that's always been the case. Do I think there's, um, ability to change? Like will, will society make a shift again? Yes. Uh, but right now it just feels like we are in the trenches of it. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. Well, before I touch on that, but um, the one thing you said that stuck out to me was that um, there was a level of respect. And I think that overall, there was a level of respect for politics in general. then. Mm-hmm. And now I think that when we talk about politics and political figures, the, the respect has lessened overall just for politics, period, across the nation, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, you know, our country, it feels like it's been made a mockery of, um, even when traveling abroad, it's, it's literally like a soap opera to them. And so they're oh, watching absolutely. for entertainment purposes and not to be educated on the most powerful country in the world. So I think the loss of respect is just for that particular portion of our country right now. Like we just, we're, we're not respecting anybody in politics. And, and another thing that I was going to, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's be clear, like people abroad like internationally this isn't new of them thinking like we are some fools over here it is just it now but it, ha- it, it it was it's different in terms of how they were beginning to look at us with the two terms from barack obama from president barack absolutely obama. absolutely so I think but that that's true but i think there was like a small shift when those when that was eight that eight year period term happened I, my point though is is that we have we America has had a tendency to to think that we are the almighty, like we are the no, you know what I mean? And we are in, not to say that we are not, we are clearly, you know, at the top. That's, that's, that doesn't need to be said. My point though is, is that we have always looked like some fools, not some, let me not say it like that. But from a soap opera standpoint, like like you were saying, like that has always been the perspective. I think now we have just given them <laughs> more ammunition to be like, I knew y'all was doing some crazy shit over there. And I say that because now it's like it's more drama filled. Before it was mm-hmm. more so just about policy or how we operate in the in the decisions that were made. You know what I mean? Those types of things. Because we you know, it wasn't perfect, but now it's just like y'all got y'all lack of respect and poor behavior on display. That's for sure. That's for sure. Because, I mean, let's be clear. And, and you and I, I mean, we both can agree to that. I mean, our history is not the best history. <laughs> so it's not it's not the proudest history to stand on. But in terms of how people can grow and the opportunities that they're given, of course, we're forerunners there. But in terms of uh, what am I thinking of the word? Uh, just decency and right. humanity and... <laughs> You know, just being good humans, we are not notorious for that. That's not what we um, are known for. Right. But another thing that I was going to say to you was that, um, or 
to speak to was what you mentioned in terms of how things are changing. And so speaking of how things are changing with the impeachment that's coming, well, not even coming, that's here, um, and the conversations that are being started, there are a lot of Republicans who have switched sides. Oh, absolutely. And so with that being said, the Republicans who once were and now are now fighting for this man to be removed from office, do you think that could still be said the same as though their previous um, actions speak to their character? Um, I think they would have to... I think they would have a lot of stepping up and like changing to do because right now to me, it just looks like you're trying to get, you're trying to get on the right side. <laughs> like you're trying to clear your name. Right. So what are you doing from an action standpoint in your policies, whatever, you know, whatever policies that you're supporting that, that speaks to that true change? Because right now it literally looks like to me that you are switching from one side of the line to the other. But what are you like effectively doing? Um, right. So it would take more than that for me to believe that, like, that type of change would come. You know, I, I, I think that's interesting, too, because for me, the way that I look at the Republicans who have switched sides is kind of like, well, you, you just realized you were just as unimportant as I was. <laughs> that too. I don't know if you view me as any more important or my community or any of the things that we stood for is any more important but you just saw that you were in the same group that I was in and so you were just you joined groups by default right that so, too for me I'm a little more skeptical and like you said I do need the actions that prove it but I think that you know what your work what you've dedicated your life to really does speak to your character it's kind of like if you go through somebody's bank statement and how they choose to invest their money, how you have chosen to invest your time over a span of your career. I really believe that can speak to who you are. So I think that's really, really hard for me to, me to combat because, you know, those people in those offices or in those positions, they've been there for quite some time or have had a lifetime worth of experience advocating mm-hmm. for what they've been advocating for. So it's really hard for me to accept you going back on that after 20, 30, 40 years because, you know, people were required to have experience unlike our president. Um, going back on that, that's really, really hard for me to do. Even if you took the next two or three years to change what you've been doing, that's still really, really hard for me to go back and change my mind about how I belittle. Oh, absolutely. Because even in that standpoint, it's all strategy. Like like I said, right. it's, it's, it is... Um, it's not selfless. It's it's selfish. Like they're doing that for their own good, their own reputation and what they can get out of it. It's a move. It's a play. Um, now I think it's a checkers play, <laughs> but <laughs> short game. Right. Um, but yeah, that's just how I see it. But so how was, are you assessing your candidates? You know, I was who was I having a conversation with? Oh, I was just having a conversation with um, a friend of mine this weekend about candidates. Like, like who's my candidate right now? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, to be honest, up until this point, I just felt like it was it was so many people in the race that I felt like it was too early for me to truly invest in one person in particular. Yeah. Uh, but overall. Uh, for me, it was about like who can actually beat Trump, and that is sad because it's a it's a very minimal requirement. But 
think it's <laughs> I think it's one of the most important. Like if you know what I mean. Like if we're yeah. if we're you know if we're being there realistic. Are a lot of people who say that, and I can understand that perspective for sure. And that and that's that's just like I said, that's just the bare minimum. I have not gotten into the details of you know deciding one candidate over another for you know whatever whatever policy that they're proposing, whatever changes that they're proposing, because regardless of if you're Trump or not, like Trump is on, is on the extreme end, but mm-hmm. politicians have always been making promises that they won't uphold and not necessarily because they don't want to, but there's only so much that you can do in four years. <laughs> like, right. and it's not, it's not an easy battle. It's, some things aren't just go in and make that change unless you're Trump apparently, but right. you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think it's going to be that easy of a, of a fight to be like, okay, I'm Elizabeth Warren. I'm president now. And this is what I say we're going to do. She's going to catch some hell yeah. as, as any, you know what I mean? As any person other than Trump would. Um, so for me right now, that was, that was my minimal requirement and thought of like, who could realistically beat Trump? Um, and I will say, I think for the people that have dropped out already, um, they weren't going to be able to do that. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, <clears throat> the way that I've been looking at candidates, um, one, I really am searching for somebody who has a black agenda. I think that is important to me. Um, that That is that is not I think it is important to me. That's critical for me. Um, because I, I often feel like so many things are given away here so easily. I feel like everybody has lost the value of something that's truly earned. And you have to earn my vote. I really mm-hmm. want people to earn my vote. And so I'm not just giving it away. I'm not give because I really felt shitty when I voted for Hillary Clinton. I didn't want to vote for her. So I need somebody who can honestly earn my vote. That's one. Because I felt like I just gave it away the last time. Two, get Trump out of office, which is really important for me. Um, it should be important for a lot of us in America right now. Mm-hmm. But it seems like this nigga gonna take himself out. Which I have see. to say, I don't necessarily agree with, but go ahead. Yeah, we'll see. And then um, another thing that matters to me in terms of candidates is student loan forgiveness. Mm. Um, student loan forgiveness is critical for me because I've gone to college twice (laughs) and that shit has affected me in ways that I wish that it didn't and um, I really believe that if as as somebody who works in higher education there's so many programs that are in place for students to receive you know free two-year community college free two-year community college education which lessens the cost of um, a four-year degree attainment and then you know to go on that's still lessons that cost for those students and so I'm not saying a hundred percent but I'm saying we, we need we need to find something in the middle for everybody to get along fairly throughout this country because I want children I want a family I want to still do the things that I want to do and um, I can't afford to do those right now I can't produce because I can't afford it that's real so those are three things that are really critical for me when I'm thinking about um, selecting a candidate. And also the other things that I keep my eye open, climate change is extremely important to me mm-hmm. and also health care. So when I'm evaluating the candidates, I'm looking for those things. Um, 
and there are some people who are speaking the language. But we'll see, like I said, it's still very early, and so but but we still need to be more diligent right now. The the, top, the clock is ticking, but our eyes should be open. Right. <clears throat> For me, also, it is it is doing the groundwork of where like the policy policies can really have an impact. Um, because I agree with, you know, the things that you are like how you are assessing these candidates. Um, but I also know, and and I know, you know, this, like that also comes at a different level too. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It doesn't just happen in the white house. And so for me, it's, it's not just about what they will say they will do. Um, and what they say that they have a plan for, but like, who are they bringing along with them? Like, who who are the type of people that they're going to? I mean, you saw all of the changes that Trump has made in terms of the people that have brought along with him, um, be whether they be experienced or inexperienced, because we got a handful of those, <laughs> like just people in there. I mean, he brought in people like himself. He didn't have no experience. This is not like I have to pause for a second. To this day, it is 2019. It still baffles me that Donald Trump is actually really president. Like, I think I am still in shock. And it's so crazy to me that that's the place that we're in. Exactly. Anyway, (laughs) that we even have to be having this conversation. The way that this country has started, that really, when you think about it, you take a step back, you're just like, that doesn't shock me for this piece of shit, right? It just doesn't. But at the same time, it does. Because who thought that it would happen in my lifetime? Right. Right. (laughs) But that also says to me, like, what are we saying and what are we doing? Because Mm -hmm. we don't have time and we can't afford to be lackadaisical about it. Like, history repeats itself. And I don't think people take that seriously. But it's, it's happening. We're just seeing it in different forms. Um, anyway, policy just, back to my point, policy doesn't happen just at, you know, just in the White House. So, like, what other ways can we be getting involved and what other ways are these candidates, excuse me, implementing certain things so that they can, so that these policies can be effective and who are they bringing along with them? No, you are you are absolutely right. That is critical um, because we had at least for me, and maybe it was happening, um, and maybe it wasn't so publicized. But this is the most that I've seen people in a cabinet be shifted in terms of hiring and firing, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or at least more than I've paid attention to in the past. So I have no reference because I don't I don't know if I wasn't paying attention. I don't know if it was that. It wasn't happening at the level that it is, but all of those things, who your right hand man is, your local government, judges, things of that nature, all of this is it all is cyclical. Right, right. It's all cyclical. So one hand is supposed to watch the other. That's the whole point, purpose of us having a democracy. It's what it's supposed to do. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We we'll will see. see. Well, thank you for... Um, in the conversation I was having with myself about it. No problem. I was really sitting there like, I'm really judging your whole life, sis. I was. I was like, don't you speak to me. But as you should be. Don't you speak to me. As you absolutely should be. Like, if you didn't, I would question your character. Like, oh, you just gonna (laughs) let this ride? Nah. 
you know, I've had conversations with friends about that who have befriended um, people from different cultures and who have said racial things and had told them that, that, you know, like, no, and that's not you. And that really bothers me because I'm like, you're no better than nobody else. Like, who are you? Right. Like, you're just the representation of who we are for you to let somebody disrespect us off the fact that you need somebody to hang out with is weak to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can find lots of people to hang out with. But um, that happens because sometimes a lot of us think that we are an anomaly. And, you know, it's we are representation of, of an entire community. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Are we moving on to the next? I think we can. Okay. Let's push it right forward. Um, This one, help me out a little bit. Okay. So, (laughs) this one helped me out a little bit. Yeah, this one helped me out a little. I was looking for the help. So, I on it. All right. So, I think, let let me kick it off by saying this. Um, I think oftentimes, and I'm, I'll use this as an example, just to kickstart the conversation. Um, we find ourselves in situations where like, we, we want to change, but we don't know how to, Ah, gotcha. or we, we want something, but we don't know exactly what it is. Um, and so I think, and I use the example of like, career um or work or whatever but and we'll get into this but it could you know it crosses all the bounds right but like knowing knowing when to pivot um but why do i feel like we're playing like a really extended game of taboo i know right i did because i I was really i know what it is i was because i was really trying to put it together but I and, and in full transparency, I'm going to just go ahead and say it and share it with the guests. Like, because we are re-recording, part of me was trying to remember exactly how we, not exactly, but remember how we framed it when we originally recorded this. And so, but there was just this conversation around um, knowing to pivot and the power of your pivot. Like, and knowing that you, that knowing that you own that and you should be empowered or you should feel, we will hope you will feel empowered enough to make that pivot and knowing what you need to do for you. And so this, this started now it's, it's been a few weeks or whatever, but this started because of the conversation around Summer Walker and her, what was it? Her canceling like tour dates and her meet and greets. Well, she wasn't canceling them. She would just didn't. She said she didn't enjoy them, and she said that like some of them, she just wasn't interacting with some of her uh, her fans in the way that they would hope for. Uh, she had made a public statement about not wanting to give hugs because she's an empath and she doesn't want to receive people's energy, which I one hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And it just seemed, oh, and I think it was just, she was just saying she had a a lot of social anxiety around the job. It just wasn't what she thought it would be. And to be fair, it's not just Summer who's saying that. Oh, no, absolutely. Ari Lennox has come out and said that there are a lot of new artists that just aren't feeling what comes with their job. And And to be honest, like, clap, clap, 
clapping it up for them for stepping out and saying it because I guarantee you, like, one, and y'all know I'm not, like, a stan, but why y'all think Beyonce operate the way that she does? Like, exactly. we don't need to know these people's every moves. Like, we are not entitled to that by any means. And and I do know, like, for Summer, she was, I know for sure she canceled. She was like, I'm not doing the meet and greets anymore. That's right. Um, and I think there were, I don't think she canceled like her entire tour, but there were a couple days where she was like, uh-uh. um, and then I think you had talked about, I guess, who was it? Usher that she was, um, that was at yes. her show <clears throat> and people's thoughts around that. Um, and I just want to remind people like one, yes, she is an entertainer. And so, um, she isn't an entertainer to us, to herself. She, she, and I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but she, she might been, might've been more on that line of I'm an artist. I'm a singer. You know, this is, this is what I do. And this is a part of who I am. And she is sharing this with the rest of us. Um, But I completely get like in that situation of like Usher coming out. And I think people were saying like, you know, she just really wasn't that engaged and she didn't look like she was feeling it. So I completely get like, if I bought a ticket to this show, like I want a show <laughs> like no, this, no. this is, this is your job. <laughs> like this is, this is your job. This is what I paid to come and see. Well, but I'm at like, the same you know, time, I can do the boom cat. I can do the cow. Right. What you. you need me to do? Okay. <laughs> boom, a boom cat. I'm okay? an awesome hype girl. But at the same time, I don't owe you a hug. I don't like, but if I, but also if I paid for a meet and greet, I expect to meet and be greeted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so does, does, do you want to be greeted verbally or do nonverbal greetings work for you? I think a verbal greeting would be appropriate, most appropriate. Okay. Like, if I go in there and you wave to me, <laughs> like... Hit <laughs> you with the douches, though. Stop. Right, <laughs> like... If you would have stepped after I already paid an arm and a leg to see her, bruh, I would no. take it. I would take it. <laughs> like, but also, so in this in this space of pivoting, I think it's just, and that's why I said I, I hope that people can get to a place where they feel empowered enough. And I feel like that's part of what Summer was doing, um, mm-hmm. is figuring out what worked for her. And so she had to make a switch. She had to pivot. Um and while some people probably didn't like what she did or how she did it, it's still her choice to make. It definitely is. And as an artist, um, I think that more people are starting to shed light on entrepreneurship. And I think that being an artist, you are an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I think that as, as an entrepreneur or somebody who works freely, you do have to go back and revamp what you do on a consistent basis. Um, because it's your business, it's your brand, and you got to try stuff that work and things that don't work. And so she is a new artist, and you do have to give her grace. Um, the only thing that I would say, I would agree, like, there's still a certain level of responsibility because you still are collecting a check. And Absolutely. so when you're taking people's money and they're expecting something <clears> from you, <throat> then you give it. And then you give what you've agreed to. I'm a firm believer in your word is your bond. And so if you said you do a meet and greet and a show, put on a show and do your meet and greet. And if you don't want to hug nobody, that wasn't what I told you I was going to do. 
So mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's perfectly <clears throat> fine. But I also, to, to tie it into what we were talking about in terms of the pivot, I think that this is such a wonderful opportunity for her to really realize what lane she wants to be in. Like many of us, like you find out the things that you want you that you don't want to do, which I think are more important than the things that you do want to do because oh, you know where you want to be. So you spending that time figuring out what you want you don't want to do will hopefully help her navigate where in the industry she wants to be, whether that just be a songwriter or whether that be a producer or, you know, her, her boyfriend is London on the track. Mm-hmm. So what is he, a producer? <laughs> yes. So maybe she wants to do beats and other things like that. So she can do a lot of different things. She doesn't necessarily have to stay in front of the spotlight. But ma'am, when you <clears> sign <throat> a contract to do the job, you do the job. But other than that, like you said, we're not entitled to these people um, we don't know what goes on on a day-to-day basis with them. I know that you brought up Beyonce, which whom I love. You guys know that. But in her interview, somebody asked her a question. Like, so what do you do when you want to go out on a walk by yourself without your security? She said, I do. Right. <laughs> like, you don't know what I do. You don't know what I do. And so we just, we don't, we don't have a say in what goes on at other people or how you think they're supposed to act or react. Yeah. But I think, you know, in terms of the broader conversation or to broaden the conversation, like it's it's a discussion worth having in terms of like, how do you make that pivot? When do you know you need to make that pivot? Um, I think I shared with you before <clears throat> another podcast that's out there that's actually called Switch, Pit, Switch Pivot or Quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing the difference for yourself and, and whatever it is that, that you're experiencing in your life at that particular time. You know what I mean? For sure. <clears throat> so for you, like, what do you do? How do you know that? How do you know, you know, when you need to make that change, when you need to switch it up, or when do you just need to quit it all together? You know, what's crazy enough, because <clears throat> I happen just to pivot a lot. <laughs> like, I'm always on a constant pivot, always on a swivel. Um... But I think that the way that I noticed that is when I, um, when is it? When I usually, I feel it. Before anything ever happens or before anything starts to like transpire, um, externally, it usually happens internally for me. I can usually recognize it. I feel a little bit off. My energy is a little bit different. It may be a little bit lower. Um, my routine is thrown off a little bit. And so then I know that something in me is desiring some type of shift. And that's important to me because I, I tend to respond to my body. Um, and then after that, I think that mentally you'll start to really understand the things that come from that. I always call it, I check my fruit. So anything that's producing good things, I know I'm supposed to stay on track. Anything that literally is starting to be dead to me, anything that starts to dry up, um, it doesn't serve me anymore. And then I know that I may have to start to take another alternative or honestly, some people may go straight for the pivot, but it could be wise also to take a break just to stop and pause. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've recently done that for the past what eight or nine months is just pause and figure out what it is that I want to do, where I want to be, where do I want to go? What, you, what do you do? Um, I'm a very, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. Should think I'm drinking water. I don't um, know, Sacred. That water was right on time for you. Right. Um, I'm a very self-aware person. 
And so I, and this is not to toot my own horn, but I, I count it as a blessing. I tend to catch these things very quickly. It's just more so of an instinct. And so if kind of part of what you said in terms of like, it just, if it, if it is not serving me and what I feel like is um, what God has purpose for me, then I know that it's, that it's time to make a shift. But I also don't move, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not swiftly, but I don't, yeah, I don't move hastily or whatever, because I think you do need to determine because a lot, you can make decisions emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I'm like, I'm a processor. I'm like, what is this impact? You know, how, how can I see this through? Or, you know, maybe it's something that needs to be changed. Maybe it's not. Because I think in some instances, like a pivot for some people could be seen as a quit or, you know, ending something. Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes like it is just like, well, how can I switch this up? Mm -hmm. How can I create a space that will allow it to better serve me? Um, And so I I typically I go through a little bit of a process to kind of like weed some things out. And I won't say that it like because I can overanalyze some things. But in things like that, it's not overanalyzing. It's more so like, okay, what do I need to change? What's what's my ownership in it? What role did I play in it? Um, And how do I need to adjust to make it, you know, to make it serve me and what I feel like God has purpose for me better? Which I think is like the most important piece, too, because of all things that go on in an environment where you want to change, it's you and something else. It's you in relationship to something else. And... You can't change anything but you. Mm-hmm. So that that's the most work that you can do, and it's the most beneficial work and the focus area and the most beneficial focus area that you could give attention to. Yeah. So I think I think at the end of the day, and we say this all of the time, um, yep. you have to know right yourself. Right. <laughs> you have to know yourself. You have to know what it is that you want. Um, and you stick to that. And that's not saying that those things can't be adjusted. Um, the goal hasn't changed. The plan has like, how do you tweak the plan? Tweak the plan. Um, and I think if you give an example of that, I think I gave one last time, didn't I? I don't know. I think I did. I was actually drinking last time, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You just had a little bit of cider. I know what I did. Um, <laughs> Thank you. A little bit of cider. But um, I gave an example the last time in terms of what I've done and how I, I've approached my career. I think the goal has always been to serve students in some capacity, but I've done it in, in a multitude of different ways at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've done it on a domestic side. I've done it on the international side. I've done it from a government side. And so... I think that sometimes that's hard to envision. The goal is still the same. It's to serve the students. But in the way in which I do it has changed. And mm-hmm. I've found different skill sets in each area that I've been able to explore. So some versatility is important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you And like I say, you got to know yourself. But that's that's one of the things that I appreciate about Summer and what she did. She was like... I ain't cut out for this part of it. Like, <laughs> this isn't for me. And for me to be able to 
do what I do, do what I love and I enjoy, and give y'all some shows. This is what I have to do. We yeah. have to switch it up. And which ultimately <clears throat> is do whatever is best for her. That's all right. that really matters. Because when you do that, when you do that, people get a better version of you. So I like I firmly believe like part of the reason why she was probably disengaged on that stage during that show with Usher was because she was feeling too much of everything else. Now, it's unfortunate that it had to be displayed at that point. But if I can, especially, you know, understanding as an introvert, if if I can't get my time to recoup by myself, you're not going to get a good version of me. You're not going to get the best version of me. But when I have that time to really bounce back, recharge, not talk to nobody, like you gonna get you gonna get the hundred percent that I can give you, <laughs> the best hundred percent that I can give you on that day, you know, every time. It's it's just gonna make me a better performer. Um, across the board. That doesn't mean, you know, work like in my relationships, um, working out, like whatever it may be. <clears throat> and that that that's just that's just for me and, and, and my experiences. Like you you gotta set those boundaries. And and know your non-negotiables. Like, don't negotiate on those boundaries because, you know, people will have the tendency to be like, well, if you just did this, if you made that one switch, you're not hearing me. <laughs> like, I said what I said, told you what it was going to be. <laughs> right. And that's I that. I always tell my friends, I was like, make your non-negotiables and don't, you don't have to discuss them with anybody because that's the whole purpose of them. They're non-negotiable. Right. They're not up for debate. So stand firm on them. Yep. God dang it. You good? Yep, everything's fine. Cool. So, <laughs> so Summer, we're proud of you. Um, keep being yourself. Keep giving the people what they paid for. Yep. Um, and keep singing. Homegirl really can sing. Yeah. She she definitely can sing. So I'm excited to see where she goes. I'm super excited to see Ari Lennox to keep for our needs to keep going as well too I really don't want to see her stop I know she talked about just quitting it all together but Ari right, please don't stop I've been listening to you since undergrad yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's like but also where is I need an album from Jasmine um you know Jasmine she Sullivan has, has said that out. awesome um yeah. So but we don't need an EP jazz we want the full yeah, I want a full, go too long I want a full a full album like Jasmine Sullivan, I'm going to say top 10 because I can't even tell you who, who's my top five, but Jasmine Sullivan is definitely in my top 10 favorite singers ever, hands down. Stuttering came on the other day, and I lost it. I was stuttering all over that car singing, okay? Yeah. So y'all keep doing what y'all doing, how you need to do it for yourself. But just send us some music, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Because y'all got time. Right. You know, whatever. You got a little free time. Rihanna, I'm talking to you too. Shit. Listen, I went through her whole catalog the other weekend. I was just, you know, because I have time when I'm in the car in Atlanta. I'm going to or from anywhere. And I love Rihanna so much. Like, I literally listened from, to her first CD all the way to the most recent CD. I, I literally, her, her first CD is one of my favorite CDs. Mm. Absolutely. So, I really yeah. miss you too. Yeah, it's time. 
Um, but until then, get your friends some Fenty for Christmas, or, <laughs> or your girlfriends, or right. buy yourself some makeup, or your guy friends, whoever. Get them some Fenty. Get them some Fenty. Yes. And get her book. Ain't it like $300? Girl, that that table book is ridiculous. I just can't believe how much it costs because I really did want it. (laughs) Oh, I was very close. I was very close to spending this money. Well, those who are supposed to have it, have it. Exactly. We don't. Exactly. I will enjoy her Instagram post. I will create a lookbook of my own of Rihanna I'm based just, on. Like, right. I'm just going to go ahead and buy that copy of Vogue. That's yeah, what I that's, that's, that's what we can do. And I'm mad about that shit. Listen, I'm not going to be like expensive. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. But. Okay. So. Alrighty. Well. I think that wraps up both of our uh, topics for this week. It does. Let's. uh we made it, and we back. Yes. Damn. Do you want to take a quick break for tips? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay. All right, and we are back for our uh, tips. Um, Kiana, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. So my first tip of the week, it is a 30% tip and it is going to the CEO of LAX airport. Her name is Deborah Flint and she is an African American woman. And so I just wanted to highlight Deborah because not because one, she's the CEO of LAX, which if you've been to LAX, I really enjoy LAX as an airport. I really like how they just drop you off where your, um, your airline is you don't have to really worry about like if i'm with if i'm with american i don't gotta see delta i don't gotta see southwest and i like that about lax so shout out to her for running that big ass airport and helping to um increase a 14 billion dollar capital improvement plan so you go girl and then my next tip on the list is so this holiday season, I know you guys are going out getting your people's gifts. And one of the things I love to give my folks with is wine. And so I wanted to give you guys some tips on one of the black-owned wine companies that I wanted to recommend to you. So the first tip is, well, the second tip, technically, is Heritage Link Brand. So a husband and wife team, Kari and Selena Cuff, own Heritage Link Brands. And that's a wine brand company, and they're known for importing and producing a series of wines from African winemakers and people of African descent. So if you see them out and you want to buy yourself some wine or your friends a bottle of wine, feel free to check out Heritage Link Brands, and I'm going to give them a 30% tip. Awesome. Okay, so my tip this episode goes to... um, Kissed by Bo and her her name is Brasia. Um, in her paperback chronicles, you guys might remember a few months ago, um, because I was posting on the podcast page that I went to this uh fashion show and she had reached out to us. And one, I want to say thank you again. She is also from Northeast Ohio, so shout out to her. Hey. Um but she reached out to us about going to the show. And so I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, the The purpose of it was really just around like self-love and confidence and just 
just saying that, you know, women can be confident at any size and whatever they're wearing. And so she literally made pieces. Um, and there was a whole scene that it dedicated to pieces uh, made out of paper bags. And so you guys will see once we share on uh, our social media, um, we'll post one of her pictures. But I just loved what she was about. Um, I love the pieces that she made. Uh, well, I'm looking at a picture right now. It's like, okay, sis. Um, <laughs> she has some denim items and she truly had like women of every size. Like, you know, people like to say That's that, awesome. but then don't really show that. I mean, and it would and these are just like your everyday woman and everyday women. And there's nothing wrong with being that everyday woman. Like exactly. these were teachers, these were, you know, daycare owners, um, yes. just like, you know, just across the spectrum. I mean, she had people that, and this is what it means and what it, you know, what it looks like when we talk about like networking laterally, it does not always have to be up. Um, but she had people that were driving from out of town to be in this show in support of her. Um, and she also that. had some awesome vendors there. I did get a couple pieces of jewelry, um, that I absolutely loved. And then they had cute little goodie bags. So I'm giving Kiss by Bo and the Paper Bag Chronicles a uh, 30% tip. Um, go, and just shout out, to, shout out to Bracia and just keep doing what you're doing. Like you, you're clearly making some moves. I think she's fairly new to Columbus. So just keep doing what you're oh, doing. Nice. She's already, you know, and when I say fairly new, I want to say maybe she's been here for a year or something like okay, that. But, you know, this so isn't it. I mean, when I've been here for almost 10, yes. Um, but it looks like, you know, she's really made a network for herself. Um, so if you get a chance to catch a show of hers, a fashion show of hers, or um, buy any pieces from her, please support her and do that. Like, she she's really doing something. So shout out to Bracia and, and all that you're doing. And that's that's my only tip for the week. Ooh, you got us on the brunch spot? I do have us on the brunch spot. Cool. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> <clears throat> so my brunch spot for this episode is going to be Catalina's. I got to catch up with a homegirl, which at the time I had not seen in forever. We used to work together and we got to go to Catalina's. Um I don't know how to describe it, so I'm going to take a moment to look that up. But I can, while I do that, I can tell y'all what I had. Um, I had essentially what is like Mexican cornbread. Did you have Mexican cornbread growing up? Because I did all the time. I did. I love Mexican cornbread. Okay. Well, I had it so much that like, because my mother would make it all the time. Like I was completely over it. It was like one of y'all staples. Like yes, you know, sometimes it was just like, like my mom gonna pick this, this, and this. Like, I mean, like we were in Girl Scouts and I think that was like the first time she did it. And I think people just expressed how much they liked it. And then she would be making it <laughs> at home it. all the time. <laughs> but shout out to Mom Deuce because, yeah. yes. Um, but essentially it was, was like Mexican cornbread muffins. And they had um, uh-huh. vegetarian sausage. So how many muffins did they give you? Two. They, they were big muffins? They were, I think they were regular sized muffins, but I also got like um, scrambled eggs and I know it's hard to mess up scrambled oh, okay. eggs, but the eggs were bomb. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to 
you can mess up eggs though, Courtney. Yes, you can. You I can. Scrambled eggs are not good. I'm not saying that you can. I just said it's it, it can be hard to because some people <laughs> like <clears throat> some people do it differently. Like if I'm cooking eggs at home for myself, like I season my eggs. Like it's not right. just scrambled eggs. Like put a little season, salt, pepper putting some actual peppers and onions in it sometimes like so it's not just that but let me can... ask you this really quick i'm sorry uh-uh, i'm sorry no. to interrupt this, no I go ahead because sarah jake's roberts was having a debate on her podcast about this do you put seasoning salt on, like laurie's on your eggs no but also okay. i'm not even gonna say that no i do not put laurie's on my eggs <laughs> no, well, well, no. it's too late it's too bad don't worry about it <laughs> Okay. Well, listen, We she was of the belief that it was crazy because she said she didn't put no lorries on her eggs. And I don't either, but I, people were saying that they do. I don't think it's crazy because, like, lorries to me is, like, you know, all seasoning. Like, that's all you need. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. whereas, black like... Black people, black people. Right, like, <laughs> I, I would do, like, I would do my garlic powders and, like, pepper and you know what I mean pepper and salt before doing just seasoned salt like if I I mean yeah if I did Laurie's like I feel like y'all need to put nothing else on it <laughs> right that, I thought that was like the, all the seasons mixed together right that's it mm-hmm. with extra salt that's it mm-hmm. so I found the description Catalina's is um they refer to it as themselves as a Latin leaning and southern slanted um style restaurant I guess they're known for their pancake balls, but neither one of us had that. Um, okay. But I had the freshest watermelon juice. That was probably my favorite part about the meal. Now, they did not have any alcoholic beverages, but okay. I am a, I put salt on my watermelon. And so mm-hmm. I was drinking this watermelon juice and it had, it was watermelon lemonade with mint. Mm-hmm. And that I was, good. it was really good. And as I was drinking, I was like, you know, let me see if this will work. And I pulled out the salt shaker. Salt shaker. Shake it like a salt shaker. Put a little salt in that drink, and it tastes like I was eating like the freshest piece of watermelon ever. It was the bomb. I will go back just for that. <laughs> just for the juice. Just for that juice. Um. Y'all sponsor my girl some juice. Give her some free juice. Right. Right. Shout out to Catalina's. Pass out that free juice. Um, So that is my brunch tip uh, or brunch tip. Brunch spot for this episode. They do have two locations here in Columbus. One is in Clintonville and then one is in the Harrison West area. So familiar. Check them out. Yes. Do you have any brunch spots with us or am I holding it down? You're just holding it down. For the both of us. Sounds yep. like a plan. Yep. So I'll go ahead and give you guys the social media. And we can go ahead and take off. So if you are on Facebook, become our Facebook friend and our Facebook group. It's called Bitches Love Brunch. If you're on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at bitches, double underscore love, double underscore brunch. Don't forget to tag us in all of your brunch posts. We are featuring all of you guys. We love to see where you're going out to brunch, what you're wearing, who your girls are, who your guys are, your crew is. Bring them all. 
And then wherever you're listening to us on, make sure that you're following us, you're subscribed, and make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you listen to all of your podcast streaming um, episodes. That's where you can find us. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. Good to be back. Catch you all in a couple weeks. Adios.